The vile city was unusually quiet, numb like a lizard in the bitter chill of the morning after a heavy night's rain. But the prefect knew better. For the past few days, the different rumors and idle speculation had left the city as mercurial as a wild beast ready to pounce. The warm spring air had only made things worse, coaxing people out onto the streets and squares and fueling the old flames. There was one rumor in particular that Prefect Pontius Pilate hated more than all the lies and diplomatic intrigue of the Sanhedrin. For weeks now, the city had been filled with pilgrims from all over the country, here for the feast of the Passover, which only made things worse and increased the tension in the air. The Prefect no longer expected any support from the Sanhedrin's high priests of the temple. He knew that they continually complained about him to Caesar and did their best to discredit him. His secret police had told him they were also doing all they could to support the zealots and any hint of popular belief in an imminent messiah, all in order to weaken Roman power. In the belief that the Passover would bring riots, or at the very least attacks carried out by the zealots, the prefect had temporarily moved his seat of office out of the superb citadel by the Jaffa Gate and into the Praetorium, a well-defended fortress built by King Herod on the north side of the temple, where the two cohorts and the Syrian cavalry were also stationed. Now the prefect was standing on the fortress's upper terrace, wrapped in a woolen cloak. It had been yet another sleepless night, in which he lay at the mercy of the fierce headaches that tormented him like wild beasts. The prefect's eyes were red as he gazed out over the Kidron Valley to the east, where a century battalion had the previous night arrested some Galilean rabbi. The prefect's informers had been telling him for days now about this man who condemned the priests of the temple and made crazy speeches. Not that there was anything particularly out of the ordinary in that. This country turned out all sorts of fantasists, oddballs, and make-it-up merchants. This one had only been in the city a week, but the prefect's police had already reported him preaching on the Mount of Olives, and said that many people were already considering him to be the Jews' long-awaited messiah. That was the rumor he hated the most. But it had given the prefect an idea of how he might puncture the bubble of anger he felt building up all around him. He would make an example of the man. Jerusalem wanted blood? Then this vile city could have it. The sun was rising behind the last few rain clouds. To the prefect, it looked like a greasy balloon of pain and putrefaction that was going to drive him mad again for another day. He could see the gorse bushes down in the valley and thought he caught the scent of roses and jasmine. A swallow flitted by disconcertingly close to his head and flew around one of the watchtowers. Neither the first scent of the approaching spring nor the overnight rain had done anything to relieve the prefect of the headache that had been nagging him for days. Everything went black in front of his eyes and he felt sick. He leaned over the wall and threw up. Hegemon! Aulus Maliolus, the centurion from his personal guard, hurried over, but the prefect waved him away and wiped his mouth. "'Bring this rabbi to me,' he gasped. "'I want to interrogate him.' "'The report is quite clear, Hegemon. "'I said I wanted to talk to him.' The centurion saluted, bringing his fist to his chest, and went off to obey his orders. The prefect got wearily to his feet, his eyes still closed tight so that he wouldn't have to look at the damn sun." Carefully, as if treading on thin ice, he climbed the steps to the hall inside the fortress. At his orders, every window had been covered with sheets. A coal fire burnt in a brazier in front of his seat. That and the few flaming torches on the walls gave just enough light for him to see the face of whoever he was talking to. He sat down as the scribe, along with Aulus Maliolus and two legionaries, dragged the rabbi in chains. Pilate guessed the man was in his early thirties, maybe younger. He was thin, but looked tough and wiry. 
and was wearing a dirty kathonath, the sort of robe worn by ordinary Jewish workmen, which was now ripped and bloodied. His beard was matted with blood, and his whole face showed the marks of torture, his lips cut and peeling, his left eye badly swollen. As he slowly approached, Pilate noticed that he was limping. Overall, he cut a pathetic, doomed figure. But even in the half-light of the room, Pilate grasped that the man was genuinely dangerous. You only had to look at his eyes. The prefect had Maliolus give him the investigator's report and sat there for a few minutes looking at the prisoner with quiet curiosity before beginning his interrogation. "'What is your name?' he asked at length, speaking in Aramaic. "'Yeshua Barabban, good sir,' the prisoner answered, speaking surprisingly clearly in the Galilean dialect. "'You call me good sir?' Pilaris stared at the rabbi and signaled to Maliolus. Immediately, Alice Maliolus came up behind the prisoner and struck him. Yeshua collapsed with a groan.